What to do when diabetes overflows into your life, or in my case, water into your kitchen and almost ruins everything. That and more in today's episode. Let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. So, as you may have guessed from the intro, yeah, I almost ruined our kitchen. It was an interesting predicament that I was in. I was trying to get multiple things done at once. I had a gallon jug of water. I was filling up to water our plants. You know, every weekend I make sure I water our plants. And uh, I'm a bit of a, a gardener myself. Uh, I've got two ponds now <laughs> and a bunch of house plants. I really enjoy uh, just taking care of plants. I mean, it's a weird new thing that I'm doing. I guess I'm growing up. But uh, <laughs> in this process of filling up the water and watering the plants and going back and forth, there's so many of them, honestly, I've lost count that I have to fill up this gallon jug multiple times. And so while I'm filling up this jug of water, I try to go grab more plants, take them outside and organize things and you know get everything set. Now, in this one particular instance, I was about 80% of the way through watering all my plants, right? I go outside and I am, uh, I'm essentially pulling out some of the water from one of the ponds because you get out the old water, then you fill it up with new clean water. So you keep the water fresh, right? And as I'm cleaning out the pond and kind of getting things going while the jug's getting full, I realized something. I haven't checked on the jug in a good two minutes. <laughs> and I had that water going strong. So I go, oh no. I turn around, I bolt through the door, I run to the kitchen, and sure enough, I hear dripping water. This jug is overflowing on our counter. I check there's a pool of water surrounding the gallon and across the counter into uh, around the sink area and I freak out. I started wondering like, how far did this water get, right? I run back to the closet, grab a beach towel, throw the beach towel on the floor, and start using paper towels to quick dab up as much water as possible. Now keep in mind, this water is like quarter inch, half inch thick, so paper towels are doing nothing for me at this point. I'm, it's like, <laughs> I can't even think of a good metaphor, and I just did not work. And so I pull the beach towel up, and realize it's not wet. I'm like, what? The beach towel is not wet at all, so the floor, oh, thank God, the floor is good. Okay, now, throw the beach towel on the counter into that quarter inch or half inch, whatever, of water that there is up there, and start dabbing up the water, start pushing it into the sink and getting everything cleared out. Of course, turn the water off, that's a huge part of this, right? And I'm, I'm kind of cleaning up and a little bit laughing at myself, a little bit thanking God that the carpet didn't get soaked, that the wood flooring in the kitchen didn't get soaked, because this could have been a disaster. And I realized, the builders of our kitchen had safety measures in place. They realized that people might get distracted when using the kitchen, and they, they angled the countertop just enough so that instead of spilling off the counter, any water that was spilled would stay on the counter and even towards the sink. And so all I had to do was brush it in, and then of course <laughs> use a beach towel because there was quite a bit of water there, and then paper towels to dab and dry it off and clean it up. So, uh, all in all, I ended up actually cleaning the kitchen because what time like the present when there's an opportunity that has presented itself, right? So I ended up, you know, getting some more paper towels wet and I kind of cleaned off the countertops and made it look pretty for my wife and 
Uh, she actually doesn't know this happened yet, so I'm uh, pretty sure she can hear me right now. So now she's finding out that I soaked our kitchen. <laughs> but during this event, uh, of course, afterwards being thankful it was not worse, I had this thought come to my mind about, well, you guessed it, diabetes. And so being a type 1 diabetic, a lot of things in life kind of remind me of diabetes. And of course, those are in the moments that I'm not actually currently thinking about diabetes because it does have a way of creeping into a lot of different areas of your life, right? Your mood, your relationship, your career, your sleep, your workouts, your meals, it just goes on and on and on. But I realized that we can draw a similarity between these events, right? In life, let's just call uh, the jug is life, and we've got our diabetes management is feeling, it's filling the jug with water, right? So the water, as it rises, you can choose to stay there and pay attention to it, watch it, you know exactly when to turn the water off so that it doesn't overflow, and you can keep this thing controlled, at least relatively controlled, depending on, you know, if you're in one of our programs, obviously your level of control is way up here. <laughs> and if you're not, you probably still have a basic understanding. I take insulin to eat food, I need to watch out for high blood sugars, and low blood sugars really suck. Like, you probably have some basic understanding, right? So you can look at that jug of water filling up and know when to turn the water off, when to put the cap on, when to remove it and replace it with a new jug. You understand the basic concepts, the basic movers of diabetes. But what happens when you get distracted? What happens when uh, you pre-bolus for a meal, the water continues to fill the jug, right? The diabetes jug, diabetes management, and you get lost in conversation with your friends at a restaurant, having a great time. All of a sudden you feel a little bit funny and then you realize it's been 30 minutes since you pre-bolused. Oh no, I need to eat my food. Waiter, waitress, where's my food? I need to drink, eat, drink, whatever now. My brain is gonna stop functioning shortly. I need food now. Oops, right? Overflow, water everywhere. There's no safety net in place. What happens if you've got high blood sugar and uh, you, you're stuck in a movie theater, you're enjoying your time, but you don't know what to do to get yourself back into range. There's different places in life where you will be distracted. Your attention will be pulled away from diabetes and the water is at risk of bubbling up and overflowing into the kitchen or into your life and then diabetes spills everywhere and it just makes this huge mess. What we notice a lot of times is that it's difficult to come back from those messes quickly. Right? When blood sugars go all over the place, the roller coasters, the ups and downs, you wake up with a high blood sugar, you notice the rest of the day is just, you go high, take too much insulin, go low, eat too much sugar, go high, and it's just this seemingly unending series of painful and frustrating events surrounding diabetes management. So what can we do to mimic what whoever built this kitchen did in the first place and build a safety measure around our diabetes? Right? Surely there's a way that we can get distracted and still not fall off into the blood sugar roller coaster, these endless events of pain and frustration. And there is. Right? So as the water is bubbling, bubbling up and it's getting fuller and you're distracted by life's events, yes, there's a chance that it does overflow a little bit. But it doesn't have to get on the floor, ruin the carpet, get in the kitchen, ruin the wood flooring. It can stop at the counter, be contained, and then you can clean up quick, get back to life, put a new jug in there, and you're back to good, right? That is what we're after, because we know, we know that life with diabetes can be unpredictable. There are going to be days where you get distracted, where things don't go according to plan, and you have to get into more of a reactive state, right? And this is exactly why we coach our clients on two sides of the blood sugar formula. 
And if you're unaware of that, we teach something called the 80-20 blood sugar formula. It's how we predict where blood sugars are going to go. It's how we achieve more stable and consistent blood sugars. But the two sides, we have proactive, right, which is I'm looking at the jug. I know what to do to keep it there, to, to move out the jug, to replace it, to turn the water off. I know the exact things I need to do to keep blood sugars right where I want them. But we know we're going to get distracted. We know that life's going to throw a curveball at us every once in a while, right? We're not going to expect to have a perfect blood sugar, you know, 90 all of the time. Because let's be real, nobody has that, not even non-diabetics, right? They have little fluctuations as well. But that's besides the point. What we need to focus on, if we can't be proactive, if you realize, uh-oh, water is bubbling over the top, it's getting all over the kitchen counter, let's stop this before it gets on the floor. What's our safety measure? Our safety measure is a reactive blood sugar formula, right? The other side of the equation where we're able to go, okay, let's, let's take account of what's going on right now. I need to do X, Y, Z to reset. And that's what it becomes. It's a blood sugar reset. So instead of getting lost in the blood sugar roller coaster, all the tips and turns and downs and ups and loop-de-loops, you can say, hey, let's step off the roller coaster right now. Let's get back into our norm, cruise ahead, right? And it's because of those types of events that even when my life goes out of control, because let's be real, okay, my life does also get out of control. <laughs> there is no perfect life for anyone, and I'll be honest with you, I'm getting off topic here, but I promise we'll go back. I wouldn't want a perfect life. If life were easy and simple and completely predictable, I would get bored. Really, like if you knew exactly what was going to happen every second of every day, your relationships, your finances, your job, your physical fitness, your mental health, if you knew all of that, life would lose its, its lure. Like it wouldn't be enjoyable. You would just kind of float through life. Anyways, separate topic completely. With our blood sugars, diabetes management, if this water is bubbling up and we get distracted, it's going to overflow. But if you have a safety measure in place, like whoever built this place had the countertops that kept it in its place so it didn't destroy the rest of our apartment because of my distraction, because of my mistakes, you can have a safety measure in place similar to that, a safety net. And that safety net is your reactive strategies, is your blood sugar reset, is your ability to take account of the current situation, recognize the exact next step that you need to take to get it right back to where you want. It doesn't matter if you're at 350 or 30. There is an exact next step taking into account a few different pieces of your formula to predict how your blood sugars are gonna stay stable through the next 30 minutes, 60 minutes, two hours. And with those next steps, you can avoid the entire roller coaster. And if you don't know what roller coaster is, by roller coaster, I mean the ups and downs of diabetes, right? You're high, and then you're low, then you're high, and then you're low. It's the one roller coaster that nobody ever wants to ride more than once. Because you ride it once, and you're like, this sucks. Get me off. <laughs> I don't want to ride this ever again. With the right safety net, those strategies, that is how you can get off the blood sugar roller coaster. Be more prepared. And of course, if you're outside of the, the normal human, and you're always staring at the bottle, always staring at the blood sugars, waiting for them to go wrong, making sure that you're micromanaging every single moment of diabetes management. I've been there and I can tell you it's not worth it. Yes, you can get better control if you keep every single variable consistent. If you restrict and limit your variables, you know, if you choose to not eat your favorite foods, to not ever exercise, to not ever go on adventures or travel or experience life, yeah, your blood sugars might cooperate a little bit better. I've done it myself, but I can also tell you from experience, that's not worth it. It's not a quality of life. 
that is simply existing. That's not living. So if you want to live, if you want to know what to do when diabetes does bubble over and out, to have a safety net in place so that it doesn't creep into your relationships, your sleep, your workouts, your meals, your mood, your existence in life, if you don't want it to have the effect that it does currently, where blood sugars can ruin your day, then you need to have the right formula. You need to have the right strategies in place to prepare for that. And that is what we teach. That is what I use, right? There are days, like I said, when my blood sugars are not perfect, and I accept that. But days before the formula, before I even knew how to use it, I, they would stay bad, they would stay frustrating, they would ruin an entire night of sleep, they would pull me back from enjoying time with my friends because I felt sick or nauseous or shaky and sweaty because I was low. You can avoid that with the right strategies. So what I want you to, to think about right now, what is your plan? What is your strategy? What can you take from this episode, right? And if you don't have a solid, concrete safety net, a perfect strategy for what to do in XYZ situations, then let me help you with that. Go watch a training that I did at diabetesinaction.com. It goes over the proactive strategies that I use, how to set things in motion so you can have a safety net. And believe it or not, in that video, I do actually cover the safety net. So if you haven't watched that yet, what are you waiting for? Hit pause on this video, go watch that video at diabetesinaction.com, learn how to use that safety net trick. Now in that video, I don't call it a safety net, but I think you'll be able to pick it out when I mention it. Use that trick, use that strategy, go watch that training. And man, just stop living in a life that's not your best. Really, that's what it boils down to. You deserve better. And I want you to have that. All right, so if you haven't watched that video yet, I go over the formula, I go over the safety net. Again, it's, I don't call it that in the video, but I realized that I mentioned it and I was like, you know what? They should go watch it again or watch it for the first time. Grab that trick, use it in your life. And hey, if you like that video, continue watching until the end. There's a special little uh, opportunity at the end for you that I want you to take full advantage of if you think it's a good fit for you. All right? So, go check it out. I will see you there. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. And I'll see you next time. Keep up the fight.